Hello, hello, hello. Um, yeah, welcome back to another episode of my podcast, um, the Samuel AP podcast. Um, yeah, what a game! What a game, man. Um, I actually wasn't gonna record this episode because I didn't think that I'd have time, but come on, like how I, I had to make time. Do you know what I mean? Like I had to make time. Um, what a game, probably one of our best yeah probably top top 10 top five arguably top three moments in Klopp's history you know um yeah that was a sensational game um for just from like a a passion um passion desire you know that magic feeling that football gives you point of view do you get what i mean um once we had 10 men i honestly thought yeah it was over I want you for um yeah how how much is it gonna be, um, but as well like I can't lie, the referee was bollocks man. Let's be honest, that wasn't a red. Trent getting Trent getting a yellow for that was a disgrace as well. Um yeah, there were a lot of lot of questionable refereeing um choices made, and yeah, it just seems like it's gonna be a trend, you know, from the first um game of the season against Chelsea. Silly little cards. We got your we had we had a record last season, last game, last week as well. So yeah, I I'm a bit you know wary about these referees, you know, because it seems like there's something going on there. It seems like there's some sort of power play, if we're being honest, you know, because obviously last season, remember Klopp <clears throat> had a few run-ins with with the referees. I think the Tottenham game comes to mind. Um, yeah. So I think this season, it started off by being very, very strict, very, very, you know, they've definitely tried to impose um, these rules, these rules onto the, uh, these new rules anyway, onto our team, especially anyway, because, yeah, like, for example, Trent got a yellow card in the, on, in the first week for Arkson for, you know, it was, it was McAllister, sorry. It, it was McAllister, and he got yellow card to Arkson, the referee to give a yellow card to another to another player, and I can't count how many times what's his name, Joe Linton. Continuously, continuously asks the the referee to give a yellow card to another player, and he didn't get and he didn't get one. Do you get what I mean? He did not get a yellow card. So it is a bit it is a bit thing. I can't lie, like I'm I'm a bit wary. Obviously, we've come through it. All good. Seven points in three games is sensational. Um, yeah, it's sensational. Didn't think we would, you know, we would do that. So that's really good to see. Um, I did think that we would lose the the Newcastle game or at least draw, even before we play the game. So, yeah, good game. Um, hopefully we can, you know, hopefully we can keep it going, keep it stepping. Um, I think we have. Aston Villa next, going to be a tough game, um, but um, yeah, we'll talk about that later. So, Liverpool versus Newcastle. Let's analyze. Let's go through the game. Let's see where. Let's see what happened. You know. Let's let's um, let's yeah. Let's see what happened. Um, obviously, don't worry, guys. This time around, my notes are much more structured. Um, so it's not going to be a messy tactical review. Um, it's going to be a review. Well, a tactical review. But a nice structured 
review. So, yeah. So, we start the game very... It's weird because I rewatched the game. I rewatched the first half. So I watched it in total three times. So I rewatched it twice, and I and I watched the whole game twice. Um, but yeah, I would say. So we started the game poor. You know, we weren't. You know, we didn't try to kill. Well, we didn't. We didn't succeed in killing the environment. You know, their fans, um, their press, um, just the whole atmosphere of the stadium. We didn't. We absolutely did not um succeed in trying to you know take this take this thing out of the game um and yeah we started poorly and we definitely definitely did um succumb to newcastle's intense high press um i think looking at our our um, build-up i think to me anyway it was clear that you know we wanted to you know to play down the side to go out to go on the outside before coming inside so what so what I mean by that would be most a lot of the time you would see when Trent would in like the first ten minutes Trent would invert and Matic would then be able to use his ball carrying to carry the ball further and he would usually you know give the ball out to Salah or to Bosla he would be in that right wing zone and then I I think I think I covered three times that Salah. Also, Bozlai would play the first time pass into Gakpo. So, a pass outside from um, Matip and then a pass inside. So, we call that an out-in pass. Outside the block. So, outside of Newcastle's compact block that they were pressing in. And then inside. So, um, we try to go on the outside. So, try to um, try go on the outside, out-in. But, yeah, we didn't succeed in doing that. I think a lot of times Gakpo's... 50-50 duels he had to win to 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 bring the ball away it wasn't it didn't quite go for him um but yeah it apart from that it was it was, it was quite one dimensional um I think also we tried to isolate Salah against Dan Byrne a few times as well Salah didn't really make the most of it he started the game a, a bit shaky I think I saw a few um failed dribbles um. But yeah, a lot of our builder was down the right hand side. Um, when we did go down the left side, it was just wasn't good enough. Rubble had one pass down the line to um Diaz, and 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 oftentimes when you're when you're receiving back to goal as a winger and you've got a defender breathing on your neck, more time, a lot of time, you can't really do anything. So, yeah, that was that was our build up phases more or less you know this there was like a lot of distances though there was long distance distances between the players uh we tried to go what yeah so we tried to go down one side before play inside not good enough um and yeah like it, it just wasn't um wasn't good enough um but yeah and newcastle yeah they were able to staff our press you know um yeah eddie howe i think i even tweeted i think i even tweeted i said Newcastle's press is making me chuckle right now. They're everything that we used to be. Because the reason why I say that is because in when you look at our two presses in the game, by the way, in the game, Newcastle's press was proactive, you know. It was risky, you know, because obviously they are committing more bodies higher up and they're chasing the ball. They're not just trying to they're not trying to um protect space, if that makes sense. They're more they're more they're more or less concerned with winning the ball back as soon as possible and disrupting their opponent's build up. If you look at our press, our press, for example, 
Alvarez was very, very, very passive for me. I think um, it was even alluded to by another account um, that, you know, it's very, very passive. It's very, very cautious. It's very, very laboured. And it's very reliant on triggers. And even those triggers aren't, I would say, clear for the whole team. So, for example, a trigger that would, that, a common trigger that most teams use and that we use is that we, if a player, if they're six, if a six or or their two eights receive back to goal, so if they're receiving in that bulldog phase back to goal, that means that someone should be should be pressing them, you know, um, and putting pressure on their man, um, or um, a back pass. So if the ball the ball the ball got played forward and then it got played back towards a, um their defenders, then that would be a, a pressing trigger. However. I don't know. We didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't fluid. You know, we didn't jump on those presses. We didn't jump on those triggers the way we usually do in the past um, few years. Um, like Newcastle, for example, they seem very, very aggressive and you know and brave with their press. I think if I had to um, describe the nature of our press in comparison to Newcastle's, I would say are very laboured and you know cautious and you know watchful we were very um Newcastle was, was very uh fluid and aggressive and brave and and it was more yeah it, it was it, it was a more positive press you know I think we were very I think I think I even state this but I think Klopp is very very concerned with making sure that the center is compact and blocked I think that's what our press is more so used for right now I think um more or less you know you saw that whenever the ball played into the centre of Newcastle during their build-up phase, yeah, you, you, that's when you would see a bit of clarity in our jumps, you know. Um, I think McAllister and Sabozlai would, would jump on their eights if they received. I think Jotto would jump on, would, no, it was Gakpo would, would cover shadow their their, their, um, their six or Bruno Gamares, um, and then Endo would be behind basically sweep up any loose balls and oftentimes you would see that he would jump on Bruno Comares if he was able to escape Gakpo's cover shadow. So there was there was a bit of clarity when you saw the fact that you know we were we are definitely more focused on cent on central compactness. We're trying to make sure that we don't give away too much space into the center so that the so, so that the the opponent can progress but i think yeah we definitely need to try to find that balance between okay you want to block space in the center that's fine but we need to be able to give to stop giving as much time as we do to the especially to the opponent's cbs um center back sorry i think we saw it in the by minute game in pre-season uh chelsea game a few times we didn't put enough pressure on the ball i think even club even alluded to it you know we 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 needed to, you know, be more aggressive, press the ball carrier when he had a ball, um, and stop stepping back. You know, I think even Klopp alluded to. I think he said, "You can't plug a gap by stepping back and blocking a gap. You have to step forward, be proactive." And I think, yeah, that's definitely something that we need to we need to um, improve on. Also, as well, uh, one more thing about our press is that, yeah. So one of the main things that I look for when I when I 
analyze a press or or yeah like a press is that you always want to make sure that you're seeing um if how the how the press looks when the ball is played out wide because a lot of the time teams most teams can block the center pretty well but when it when when the ball gets played out to the fullback or to whoever's in that wide position in build up can your press compensate can it shift fast enough can it block any spaces that open up because obviously you as a unit have to move over to the ball side to press the ball side and we're just too slow we're too slow in shifting we're too slow in making sure that you know um our players are are, are picking up their players and we're just not ensuring horizontal compactness horizontal compactness just means um how do i explain this <laughs> it, it it just means um compactness so basically making sure that we're still together in close proximity when the ball gets played out wide you know because obviously i think we all we, we we all saw how we um how um together we looked when for example what maybe uh, when botman had the ball and, and you saw Gakpo, coverage had been bruno g then you saw McAllister and um so Bosley they were marking um Tonali and can't remember who and then you saw with Endo then you saw maybe I think Diaz followed Trippier then you saw Salah as well um waiting I think he was marking Carver Shadowin I can't remember who it was on the left hand side but um yeah my point is that when the ball's in the center you can see how teams are together, close distances, and they're picking up their markers. When the ball gets played out wide, and there's movement, and there's rotation, and there's you know whatever, that's when you see how a press should how 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 effective a press can be. So yeah, that's just what horizontal compactness is. It's just, it's just ensuring that the team is in a compact block, is in a together block, is in a they're in close proximity to be able to press effectively when the ball is played out wide horizontally um hope that made sense um but yeah so that's our press bit labored a bit definitely 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 um have to look at that in a bit more detail down the road because yeah it's definitely it's definitely an issue so now okay so i would say as well, going back to our board up quickly is that we didn't help ourselves. I think <clears throat> a term that's been used recently that I've actually picked up is technical empathy. Um, when we pass the ball, when you pass the ball to a player, you want to make sure that the ball is at the right pace. It's passed to the to to it's passed to an area where the, where the player can receive and make pass as easy as possible um it should be um it should take it should take into account you know where the opponent is where the space is you know all these things have to come into consideration and you know i think when, when we pass the ball it's just literally just trying to get the ball out off the board up face like we're not calm enough we're not trying to strategically get out of their press and I think that's just a common thing with with the point. You know, we're just not good enough in ensuring that we can um, break out of a, of an opponent's press consistently. Because I think even last last week, I think probably one of our better performances against a, a build up phase. You know, 
yeah, I, I would say so. You know, I think that's probably yeah, one of our best performances in the build up. But again, this week you saw again inconsistency. But again, as well, we have to admit that obviously we're still a work in progress. You know, build up has never been our strong suit. And obviously, it's clear that Klopp is trying to work on it. So, yeah, that will come with time. And let's just hope that, you know, yeah, let's hope that it it um gets better. Now, here we go. Here comes the juicy part. Now, the red card. No, the yellow card. Yeah, first of all, in fact, you know what? Forget about that. Red card. Yeah. It, it's just absolutely just like, like, when I saw that, I was just like so shocked. Like, when... He, when I saw the referee go inside his pockets, I thought, obviously, I didn't know that, that the red card is in the back pocket, but I thought that he was just getting a yellow card. Like, in what world is that a yellow card? I mean, a, a red card. Like, people are saying a denial of a goal-scoring opportunity. I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, um, to me, it seemed like Van Dijk didn't, didn't really touch... Isak, to me, he got the ball. Well, he clearly got the ball within the tackle. Um, and as well, I don't know. I'm even skeptical about the direction in which Isak may have taken the ball. You know, he may have taken it a, a bit wider. If, 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 let's say Van Dijk didn't tackle him, for example. So it's not quite clear that it's a goal scoring of that. That it's a clear and obvious goal scoring op- opportunity. And you know, obviously, you can argue against my points, but I think the main point is is that no one can say that that is a clear red. I don't think you would say that you would say in any, in any other Premier League season that that is a red card. A red card, like come on, a red card. Do you know what I mean? I think you would probably call that a yellow. I think in some games maybe he would, he would get away with it completely, and maybe that would even be a foul. Um, but you know, it is. We get the red card. And, you know, I can't lie, our heads are gone. Our heads are gone. You know, you're thinking, how much is it going to be now? Because Newcastle, at home, high press, energetic. You know, you've got players like Gordon, who were, he was really giving Trent a few problems. Although Trent, again, no one will even say this, but Trent really, really came back in the game. And his pre-assist, I believe, no, his pass into Salah for the first goal for Nunes was sensational. Um, but yeah, so it's red card. You're thinking it's game over. We're done. It's it's done. You know, but you know, but 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 you know, when the chips are down, when you know, when you need someone to come through, when you need your guys to rise up, Salah, Nunes, Allison. I think I tweeted. I think I said individual quality is all we have left at this point. You know, I think ten men down. You're relying on Trent. To find you a pass from his his penalty box to, to find someone. You're relying on Salah to be a transition threat. You're relying on new on 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 Allison to save fifteen to make fifteen saves, which he did by the way. So yeah, you know, I think if there's one team in the league who you wouldn't want to bet against going down ten men, I think it's us. I think it kind of suits our Dynamic right now. I think with eleven v eleven, we have a we have quite we, we we've got quite a few issues. But I think ten v eleven, when our players need to stand up, you know, to buzz live, for example, was sensational. 
Um, Gomez came on, was played well. Um, Robertson had a, you know, had a quite a good game. I think. I don't think he was. I think obviously in the build-up phase, as usual, he wasn't good enough. But I think you know he he held his own. Um, Elliot came on, sensational. Salah, sensational. And it's just very, 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 very clear that you know if you're going down against us, we're probably one of the best transition teams in the world. You know, we can transition like that. You know, we have threats in transition that will kill you in a second. So I think ten v eleven isn't that obvious. You know, we're not, we're not. Um, it's not that. It's not like game set match. But again, you know, Newcastle should take the game away, especially in the state. The game was in at that time when the when the red when the red card happened. I think it happened two minutes after um Gordon scored. You know after Trent's mistake. You know a goal, a mistake, then a red card. That's the perfect time to to you know to take advantage and you know and really hammer down their advantage. But as I said, I think I said I think I said I said this at half time. I said the game state and you know. I think the game state and the and the psychological state of the game, you know, it, it may suit us, you know, right now because Newcastle clearly think that they've won the game. I think after I think in a few minutes before half time, they um they they I mean we played better. I think they they dropped off. They didn't, you know, they weren't as um as active at, you know, Pepinago. And yeah, we played better. So I think Definitely, definitely, definitely. I think um, they definitely thought that you know it's time to take it away. I think they thought, right, well, we we can be patient, and, and of course, I think definitely, you know, I think be patient. You know, it's one nil, but I think they definitely thought that they won the game and it was over. And so that kind of suited Liverpool. You know, when the chip, when the chips are down, I think there's not a team in the world that I would put above Liverpool in terms of maybe maybe even maybe only Real Madrid actually who are suited to being in games where they shouldn't be expected to win you know i think we're a very good on the on the dog team as we've shown over the years so yeah i think definitely 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 um would you call it um suit our game state but yeah after half time changing change you know i think it's funny because after half time we played much way more short passes you know i think even before half time there was a, a a little sequence where it was endo McAllister, gakpo salah were just playing between themselves in the center of the pitch and it was just beautiful to watch and so it's funny because yeah i think the red card made us realize that you know we can't just we we can't we we knew that we couldn't just punt the ball up punt the ball up you know we had to play short passes connect with our teammates and try to you know Waste some time, you know, and we did. You know, I, I think Newcastle believed that they won the game, and and in essence, that is what lost in the game. You know, I think um, I am hoping that you know uh, we trained in our new four 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 one slash four three four four one slash four three two. I believe, um, you know, Salah as the striker, midfield four. Get um, I think it was Gapro was left, and it was. Suppose like right with Endo and McAllister in the middle, and obviously you had situations where maybe you had Suppose like would really was really 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 good in giving us a bit more 
territory when we were pressing, you know. So um, I think, I don't know why, but we saw much, much, much more consistent. We saw much more, we, we were more um, consistent with, you know, going on our triggers, for example. So, for example, suppose like any pass backwards would chase the pass like a maniac. And that would help us move a bit up the pitch and move our block on the pitch. Um, I've actually written a whole section on the four four one actually, so I'm I'm just gonna go for it. So yeah, again, yeah, we trained. I think we, we definitely trained our four four one after last season. I mean, after last week, Klopp said that he thought to train it during preseason. So yeah, I think he definitely went back into the ball for that one. Um, but yeah, so we saw consistent present triggers. You know, so, you know, back passes played, receiving back to goal, passes into the centre. And by the way, these these triggers aren't new, but I think we were definitely much more braver in acting on these triggers. So, um, that was really good to see. For example, like I said, suppose I was really good in jumping, in going up and down in um, triggers as well. Salah was... Uh, as well, McAllister would jump out as well. Um, so any so I think as well. So anytime the ball would touch their eight or their six, that was basically our triggers. You know, back passes, passes into the center, or player receiving back to goal. Those three triggers were really, really, really. Um, they were they were acted upon. You know, I think we definitely acted upon those triggers, and we were able to really, at times, really force Newcastle back. We really even we able to even gain a bit more territory in our block, so that was really good, and as well more or less as well we were able I think in the first half I think we didn't our players individual players like McAllister I believe um, Gakpo especially didn't effectively use their body to effectively block, block to block passing lanes when they were going to press. So what so what I mean by that is that when for example there was a trigger and it was time to press. You have to bear in mind that I think suppose like was shadow marking Tonali, for example. And so if you want to go and press Botman, for example, you've got to make sure that you're keeping Tonali in your cover shadow. However, sometimes I think we the individual players didn't forgot maybe forgot about their cover shadow and 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 I, and I think they Yeah, it, it wasn't effective enough in my opinion. I think um they didn't effectively block passer lanes when they'll go in to press using their triggers if that makes sense i hope i hope that makes sense um so that was an issue um and as well um the wingers so gakpo well in the second half it was jota um and he was it jota and elliot i believe whoever it was well the wingers the two wide players in our 4-4-1 were absolutely crucial and they were really, really good in not allowing Newcastle to overload the flanks. So, especially, I think we didn't see many, many situations where it was Gordon versus Trent in in the second half, or it was Almiron versus um, Robo. I think Jota um, tracked back really, really well. Um, you know, sometimes it was TV one or TV twos, um, Jota and Trent, or vice versa with Robo and and Elliot or whatever. Um, and yeah. And as well, we saw that our midfielders were able to even plug the half spaces. So, you know, when you're shifting over in that block, in your in your lower block, and it's TV to, you know, the the fullback has shifted over to defend the winger, you're leaving a space behind you. And 
either it was Gomez, he would shift over, or maybe it would be McAllister or Elliot or whoever it was. Someone was always dropping in to the half space to, pre- to prevent, you know, there being any space creation there. So that was really, really good as well. Um, would you call it? Um, but yeah, that's just what I'm going to say about the a lot of these notes are quite nerdy so i, I don't want to go too much into that but yeah that's all what, what i want to say about the press and we were we we use it really really well to gain to gain territory i think that's one of the main things we really did gain a lot of territory in our press um we were really really defined on our triggers um, and we seem just more um more calmer you know i think backs backs against the wall you know there was only one thing to do i guess and you know i think that helped us have clarity in the game plan um and as well i remember i saw one situation where we counter pressed like demons i think it was how many it was i don't name players but it was like five players we lost the ball one player jumped didn't get a ball another player jumped didn't get a ball another player jumped i think it was five players it was a counter press it was beautiful it was beautiful and so we saw the the desire was there um and yeah you know i think yeah, it was a really, really good, 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 um, good block. I would say. I think um, obviously Newcastle did have a few openings because you're down ten men. You can't cover all the space, and um, yeah, so that's normal. I don't think you know. I'm not saying that you know we kept them out because I think they had like twenty five shots, but I do think that they didn't trouble us. They didn't. It's not the usual peppering that you expect from a te- from a eleven v ten game. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, like, yeah, that's that's one thing that um was really good. Um, although you know they didn't have no chances, but they were limited to the amount of chances that they had. Um, and yeah, on came the main man, Nunes, 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 and yeah, sensational. Step count regulated, um, you know the the ability to recognize the space and run into it immediately. Salah, that pass was sensational. Botman, thank you very much for that for that touch, for those touches. Sorry, um, but yeah, like Nunes, like like the thing is, what well, I I there was no doubt in my mind that he was when when he was when he was from goal. I knew, I knew, I knew, like, I knew, um, yeah, sensational touches, um, I think, you know, we've all been screaming out for him to arrive, and, you know, and he, yeah, this is what news, this is a glimpse at, like, I think I said this on Twitter, this is a glimpse into the future, you know, Nunes is, is him, you know, he is, he has, that X factor, he has that that ability to score out of nothing just because of the fact that he has an insane physical profile, he has an insane mental profile. His technical profile isn't the best, yes, granted, because you know he does have a, a few loose touches. He can't, you know, he does he he can't quite get involved into gameplay as much as you would like him to. However, those two other things, physical and mental profile, yeah. They're off the scales, like for a player of his age, for his like he's jamming, you know I like you have to give him time, and I think, yeah, like um, he's a, he's a, he's a very original type of number nine, you know, he's a, 
fast. He, he's like a Torres type, you know, a faster, better version of Torres, you say. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I think now from here, we have to go. I think obviously he should start the, the next game. Let's hope that it carries on. But yeah, I think, yeah, like, I said it's already like Nunes just give him time, you know. He will come good. He will he will, you know, he will um he will um, you know yeah, play more. Um, you know, I think he'll he'll definitely play a big part this season. I think he's had his preseason, you know, he's learned the language a few more times. He's obviously got a bit more tactical knowledge, you know. Um uh, and yeah, so yeah, like um it was really good. I think as well. Just want to notice about Jota, Nunez, Salah. Those were three attackers on the game. Yeah, those three attackers. I think as well. You could see how the game state suited Jota in particular. I think you could see how whenever he picked up the ball, it was like a transition. The game was in. It was in a transition moment, and he was able to get through a few players and give the ball off and progress the ball. Do you get what I mean? I think that that chaotic game state suited Jota quite a bit. I think, and to be fair that chaotic game to kind of suit our attackers, do you know what I mean? And I think I said already, like, you know, we're, we're one of the best transition teams in the world and this stuff is normal to us. I think it should be normal to us. But settle plays where it just comes to be an issue, you know, I think we need to improve in how we play when the ball, when it's settled, you know, when, when it's not a transition from whatever, when it's just settled attack and you want to break down a low block, you want to break down their structure for example so yeah like um it was sensational sensational game um i done i was screaming and shouting um i was like ecstatic i was so happy because i can't lie i was so 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 mad at, at like at the game like when we got the record but then after half time i was like oh okay you know that they haven't scored yet you know blah blah and they weren't really getting a lot of chances like that, do you get what I mean? So, yeah, it was a really, 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 really good game. Probably one of our best games in the club era, to be fair. Like, 10 men for, like, 85 minutes, whatever, is incredible. Um. So, yeah, that's a really, 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 really good game. And, and yeah, that's the end of my analysis. Um, I hope that was of some value to you guys. Um, also, as well, I just want to make a few announcements. So, yeah, um, I think... So far, as I've started this podcast, I've only been doing match reviews. But, yeah, I've been asked quite a few times. I will be doing match reviews. I will be doing other episode types. Um, Just give me some time. Um, I'm currently, um, yeah, not at home. So, I'm just doing things on the go right now. So, things will be a bit more calmer, settled when, you know, normal schedule, schedule, schedule resumes. Um. So yeah, the next game is Aston Villa game. I was asked to do a preview for that game, but not this weekend. Sorry, guys. Um, but I will start doing it from next week. Um, because that's when I go home. Um, so bear with me. Um, but yeah, just wanna just wanna um give you that disclaimer. Um, and yeah, if you like the episode, I don't know, man. Just at me at Samuel AP one underscore you know let me know dm me if you want to talk about my about anything you know just let me know man let's 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 have a conversation i want to build a community i want to you know you know like involve involve you guys you know so 
yeah anyway i'll catch you guys later have a good week and adios